are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 cars and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. We actually just got the Locked On Pistons Twitter up to 2,000 followers today, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, you can find me over there on Twitter. You can find me on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can find me over at Detroit Bad Warriors writing articles about the Pistons. And like I let you guys know at the beginning of every episode, I was a credential media member for the 2019-2020 season. So that kind of makes me a big deal. Uh, so starting today, we got Bryce back from Motor City Hoops, a regular guest. I believe this is his third or fourth time on here. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm good, Koo, man. Just watched a great NBA playoff game. We were talking about it before we started. So I'm ready to talk some Pistons hoops now. Absolutely. That that Brooklyn Nets game, man, was crazy. Yes, uh, it was. That, it was reminding me of like legit like 2004 Piston type of thing. Like it was like we were at like what 61 points or 60 60 something points heading into the fourth quarter. Like you don't see that nowadays anymore. That that doesn't happen. You probably could have won a lot of money if you put a bet on a game any game in this series being that low scoring with two offensive, you know, those are two really good offensive teams, you know, like everybody talks about the Nets, but the Bucks are as well. So um, yeah, it's kind of surprising score. Yeah, definitely. I, I was shocked as hell that I saw because KD also was off. He was missing a lot of shots. He heated up in the fourth quarter, but before then he was he was really off. PJ Tucker was really uh, nagging him. But anyways, let's let's get into the Pistons now. Uh, which, by the way, former Piston Bruce Brown had sixteen points out there, and he definitely uh, probably uh, is going to be known more for what he did at the end of the game. But but. It is what it is. Just yeah. had to throw out there that he yeah. had a good game. He did have a good game. A, a, a questionable decision. Maybe not even questionable, Koo, but uh, <laughs> over. I, we don't have to get into it because we could talk about whether he should have been on the floor and all sorts of stuff. But, yes, he did have a good game. We'll leave it at that. Yep, I guess we'll leave it at that. So, <laughs> for the entirety of today's episode, legit, like the entire episode, it's just going to be me going over, poss- or me and Bryce going over possible trade candidates for the Pistons. Because I saw a few names popping up on Twitter, a few people talking about, oh, maybe the Pistons should be interested in this person, or this person could be on the block. So, I tweeted out from the Lockdown Pistons Twitter and my own Twitter, and was like, hey, you guys should all just send me a bunch of trade candidates that you guys think will be available, even if you don't think the Pistons should get them. Just tweet me a bunch of trade candidates that you think will be available, and we can talk about it on the podcast whether the Pistons should be interested or whether they should not be interested. So that's how we're going to spend the entirety of this podcast. Bryce, Bryce, you on board with that? Yeah, let's go. I love it. All right, so the first name is going to be the most popular name probably on this list. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he probably will be the most popular name. Uh, Laurie Markkinen. He was the person who made me make these tweets. I saw a few people. I don't even think they were in Pistons. I think they were from like just random places saying, hey, I think Lloyd Markin would be cool on the Pistons to get a fresh start, whatever. And I was like, okay, let's see about everybody else. So Lloyd Markin and Bryce, do you think the Pistons should be interested in him, yes or no? You know, I'll be honest, Koo, he was a name I really liked until we played the Bulls. And then I just, I think he's so bad defensively. And I don't like to do that with players a lot of times because I feel like in the NBA, even if you're just a neutral defender, then that's good enough. Like just as long as you're not a negative but I'm not so sure he's not a negative negative defender. Now, his offensive game obviously is enticing. I like the idea of that. So I can see why people keep bringing his name up. But I'll be honest, he's probably a guy I would stay away from. Well, for me, I, I don't, I'm not sure. As of right now, I, I don't know if I would be in on him or out on him. Quite honestly, if his, if his price isn't that much, I don't see the harm in trying out on him. He's only, how old is he now? He's 24, actually. He's older than I thought he was. I thought he was like 23, 22. But, yeah, he's 24 now, which is still pretty young. Uh, and he just got done with the season where he shot 40% from three on five attempts. He shot 48% from the field, which is his career high. So, obviously, like you said, offensively, uh, he's pretty damn good offensively. But now, defensively, 
he's he's really bad. Um, but I think that Chicago probably is going to be looking to get rid of him because they got Vucevic now, and there's no way you can play Vucevic and Laurie next to each other. It just and Zach Levine in your lineup, you just won't get a stop against me. Uh, so I, I just I don't think that they should. I think they're probably going to move him if he becomes available and he's cheap. I don't see the hurt in it. He has a ton of potential. I I think still uh, defense will be a concern, obviously. But unless the Pistons, I, this will be one caveat. The Pistons are trying to make the playoffs like this, like next year or like really soon. Um, if if that's the case, then I could see why they just wouldn't be interested in all. Cause I think it, right now he would be played off the floor defensively uh, in the playoffs. But I, I think for a rebuilding team, uh, they don't they shouldn't really be worried about. I don't think that should stop them from going after a guy. I don't know. His defense definitely is extremely concerning, but I just think that he's a, a talented enough prospect that if he he was cheap on the market, that who cares? Just go ahead and take a swing on him. It's not that big of a deal. And that's just how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, my thing with him is the shooting is what's really enticing. Like, I'm a guy that, you know, I really like bigs that can shoot, that can stretch the floor. And so obviously that's what he can do. So, and this team needs shooting. I think everybody would agree with that. So there is there, I would be excited about that. And, you know, adding a guy that could score from that position as a big guy, stretch the floor as a big guy, maybe run some pick and pop and all that stuff. So I can see, I I legit see why he would be the name that comes up the most with Pistons fans. Um, I don't know if we want to get into like roster construction and that type of stuff, because then you, you add Lori to that or to the current squad and now what happens to a couple guys like Sekou, Tyler Cook I'm not saying that they're as good like especially Tyler Cook as Lori but then you, you know where are those guys even going to get minutes yeah that that definitely is a decent question I, I think that if they get Laurie Mark and I'm going to assume that Sekou probably isn't here yeah. And if they do get and and obviously I don't think Tyler Cook stopping them from doing anything. So I do think that that would be so an interesting topic to to discuss if the Pistons actually do start being rumored to be interested in them. But I, I guess we'll wait to see. So right now, Bryce, are you saying so? Just the final before we move on, you're saying you stay away from him, correct? Yeah, I I, I think I would, and I want to like not because of Tyler Cook or anything like that. I just was throwing out names of guys who wouldn't give me minutes. But yeah, I think. I think I would probably stay out on Lori Markinen, you know, not knowing exactly what the deal would be. All right. So Bryce is out on him. I'm so and so. Don't really like if they were to get him, okay. If not, I don't really care. I'm so and so on him. So we'll move on to the next person. Next person we got on the on the list, who is probably the second most popular one I've seen suggested. Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies. So before I ask you, Bryce, Brandon Clark was somebody that I had on the I believe we. I had him on. I had Hal on my podcast a few like I think like when the season obviously right before Brandon Clark got drafted. I had him on the podcast and he was telling me about some prospects and the way he was describing Brandon Clark made me a really big fan of him just from his description of him. But then the Pistons drafted Seku and obviously I, I like Seku. You guys know I'm a high, I'm high on Seku, but Brandon Clark I've always watched him afar and be like, man, he would have been dope to have on this team. Uh, so now it's like, it seems like I'm not going to say Memphis has completely given up on him. Because I think he's actually a decent player. I don't know why they would just like be completely out on him. But it seems like that he's not in their favor as much anymore. So, Bryce, would you be in on going after Brandon Clark or not? This one's tough again. Like, so we're looking at this a similar position as Markinen, and you brought up the name Seku, and and I did my season breakdown of Seku. Like, um, that I was working on that today, and I just the, as I was doing that, I really like Seku, man. I don't. I know we don't want to turn this into a conversation about him. But I would just hate to bring in a guy that's then going to take minutes away from Sekou. So I do like Clark in that mold. I, I think you're right. I, I like the the prospect. You know, you could probably buy lower on him than like a guy like Markinen. So you're probably not giving up a lot to get him. And maybe the expectations for minutes wouldn't be as high. But I think we have enough guys that that kind of fit in that mold of, you know, tr- you know a change of scenery. Are they going to reach their potential? Um I'm not out on him in terms of like I don't think he's a good player, but like I'm cool. I'm 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 cool with the roster at that position. So yeah, I think a lot something that's going to come up a lot here is that a lot of these guys are going to come into the Pistons where or they're coming to a position with the Pistons where they're stacked. So like power four, they have a lot of or you think right now they're pretty pretty full in at power four with Jeremy Grant, Sekou, and Tyler Cook. 
obviously Tyler Cook is not someone that you're going to stop no, uh, no. your team from. Yeah, stop your team from. Like, I'm not going to get this guy because we got Tyler Cook, obviously. Seku, I don't think is – I think Seku, if it was me, I would want to keep him, obviously, and make sure I get minutes for him. But I, I'm not sure if Toy Reaver views him that way. Uh, I hope that his end of the season kind of makes him feel more towards that way. want to make sure he has minutes. But we, I don't think that's the case for him, to be honest. And I think if Brand Clark was available uh, for – for I think because I also think he's going to be cheap if he is available or cheaper than, than you, he probably would be – I would say last year, um, I think the Pistons should be should be in on him because I think he's a he's 24 right now. He's definitely an older prospect, but I, I really like him. I think he's a really good prospect. I think he's a really good player. Uh, obviously, he changed his three point shot and had a massive decline in his percentage this year because of it. Hopefully, they can like fix that up and like change his jumper back to what it was and just tell him, hey, scrap that or something. Like they can help that. But outside of that, I, I really like him. I think he's a really good player. So if he's on the market, especially for cheap, I, I would not have a problem with getting him at all. If, if it costs Seku, I would be very sad uh, to see Seku go, but I would get it because Brandon Clark is, I think, pretty damn good. So I think what I'm doing right now, Koo, is something you tweeted about. And I was like, man, I feel like I fall into this mold. Is I think I'm overvaluing our players. And part of it's because... I watch our guys every single game of the season. You know, I didn't catch a ton of Grizzlies games to know how good Brandon Clark really is or see the potential or see the flashes. So I think part of this for me is I love our young core. I really like our roster, and I'm really excited about just seeing them grow. But I may be overvaluing each of them, and, you know, that that doesn't lend itself to making the correct decisions as a GM or, or for what we're doing in this episode. Well, see, the thing is, before we get into our first ad, I, I think I think there is validity to what you're saying, though, because I, on one hand, I understand why, because Brand Clark, I think, is pretty good, a pretty good prospect. But on the other hand, if you're the Pistons and you have Seku, depending on how you feel about Seku, like do you see how he ended the season, like the last third of his season, how how big of an improvement he made, and he's only 20 years old. So at that point, you have to you have to say to yourself. Do we want to trade a 20-year-old who seems to be rounding or at least seems to be taking a step forward in his development and may finally be reaching where we want him to get and trade him for a 24-year-old who could realistically be hitting his ceiling already for a team that's in a rebuild? So I think that is I think what you're saying is definitely warranted and and makes sense. It's it's just it's just a matter of how they feel about Seiku, I think, in that case with Brand Clark. Because if they're not as high as I am, as I feel like you are on Seiku with his last third of the season then I think this is an obvious move that they they would like to make. But if they do see feel the same way we do after seeing his final third of the season with Seku, then I, I obviously I, I then I think they should probably stay away from going out there another four. So I, when we when we come back, you can hit more on that if you'd like. But let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Michelob Ultra. It was a tough choice for me this week. I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys who my ultra what my ultra moment of the week is. Uh, actually, it came in today's game against the, well, what's today? The June 10th? It came in today's game on June 10th, Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday hit the go-ahead game winner. He got through uh, Kyrie Irving, hit a spin move on Bruce Brown, and finished with a nice left-hand layup. That was a <laughs> – that gave me a ton of enjoyment. I had I had so much fun watching that game. And that man, Drew Holiday, man, he, he was struggling throughout the game. But he was able to hit that go-ahead shot at the end. That was a really nice move he put on all on Kyrie Irving and Bruce Brown to end that game. And like Michelob Ultra said, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And you could tell that the Milwaukee Bucks fans were absolutely enjoying it and losing their minds during that game. I mean, I'm pretty sure at the end of the game, they flashed over to the fans, and they were literally fans grabbing each other and throwing each other around <laughs> on the sidelines. So you know that joy creates success, and definitely the Milwaukee Bucks fan base helped the Milwaukee Bucks win a game and steal a game from the Brooklyn Nets here in Milwaukee and force it to be a 2-1 game. But definitely my ultra moment of the week is going to be Drew Holiday's game – or not game winner, but go-ahead game winner for the Milwaukee Bucks and make sure they don't get swept out here. So Drew Holiday, my Michelob Ultra moment of the week. So like we were saying before we had to go ahead and tell you who my Michelob Ultra player of the week was – or not player of the week, moment of the week was – we were talking about Brandon Clark. Uh, Bryce, is there anything you wanted to say before we move on to the next person about uh, how we ended that or no? 
Yeah, just so just like in general, I think, you know, with the roster and whatever, like I think I'm looking for specific players as we go through this that are going to enhance or maybe do something that we don't currently have. And I'm not saying that Brandon Clark maybe may not be a better player than Sekou. You know, he probably is already, you know, maybe, you know, and he's obviously a better player than Tyler Cook. But I'm looking for like specific roles or skill sets or potential to add to this roster because I think that's what we really need if we were going to do something like this. Like, I don't think we just need to continue to add talent to add talent. You've talked about this multiple times, the, the tre- treasure chest that Troy Weaver has created or has for himself. So but to me, it's not just about adding talent. It's adding, adding, about adding specific talent. Um, and so that's what I'm kind of looking for as we go through this. Fair enough. So everyone, keep that in mind. I think Bryce is bringing up a good point with all that. So keep that in mind as you listen throughout. So we're going to go ahead and do like some quick hitters moving on with the, with okay. this section right here. So a lot of you guys probably knew me before the podcast. I, I took over this podcast. I had a couple of you guys DM me when this position came open and said you guys had listened to me on Joe Truck's podcast over at, at Hashtag Pistons. And you guys had suggested me because you like me over there. Well, Joe decided to go ahead and participate in this, which thank you, Joe, for participating in this. But with him participating in this, Joe then sent one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight different players on the – eight players That's in the trade That's how many championships the big three were supposed to win in Miami, right? Not one, not yes. two. <laughs> yes, exactly. So so Joe had a lot of fun with this one. So for the first – actually, so I, I'm going to say for the first hmm, – let's say the first four, just give me quick hitters, and then we can okay. actually talk about some of the other ones because I, I, I just don't think we're going to get through eight. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. so the first one, he says Tyrell Terry. Yes or no, Bryce? No. Okay, next we got Goga uh, Bitazi. I don't know how to say his last name. No. Okay, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Ooh. No, nah, I'm good. See, Derek Jones Jr. also made me hesitate for a second. I feel like he's a Troy Weaver guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he literally fits the mode of what Troy Weaver likes. So I'm. That one is a little tougher, but again, like we kind of already have these guys, but yeah, he fits the mold, right? And he's only 24, like he, but six, five, seven foot wingspan. That That's a Troy Weaver guy. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if he actually went after him, but I, I agree with you. I probably would not, I, I wouldn't do it, but I won't be shocked if he did. Sure. Okay. And then the last one, Aaron Naismith. Nah, I'm good. Okay. All right. So there's four of them. All right, so then now we're going to go through some of the other ones he said, which are a little bit more known names. Listen, I'm, I'm going to say something right now. You guys can troll me. You guys can say what you want about me. I probably should know this, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't know who the hell Tyro Terry was until he, he sent me this message. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of him before in my life. Same, bro. I, Same. I, I, re- I recently found out he played for the Mavericks or their G League team. I don't know if he played much for the Mavericks at all, but he was apparently on their G League team. I don't know anything about him. I'm not going to lie. Legit, like know nothing about something. Stanford in college, like yeah. Hey, Aku, I, I will readily admit it right there with you. Like the, you said the name, and I was like, I, surely I'm a smart enough basketball mind that if that if I don't even know this dude's name, that mean, must mean like I'm not missing out on something special. So <laughs> I just I just went with the no. Fair enough. I yeah, I did the same thing. I legit don't know who he is, <laughs> but. All right, so this is there are a few interesting ones he says here. So the first one I'll say is is I think this one's probably going to be a little bit controversial. So we'll do this one because I think this is going to be pretty fun. James Wiseman. So Bryce, this is the thing. I want I think I, I, first I want you to answer whether you think the Pistons should be interested in or not. But I think the bigger thing here is what why they like what would happen if they were interested in him because they would it, it, there's a lot of things that would go into this. Like if the Pistons were interested in James Wiseman. We're talking about like possibly Jeremy Grant being traded or like yeah. picks being moved around, swapped around. Like we're talking about like major, like this would be a major deal for the Pistons if they were trying to go after him. So Gosh, yes and no on Wiseman. This is a good one. I really like James Wiseman, Koo. I really do. So without an actual trade setting in front of me, I would say yes with the caveat that I could refuse the trade and change my mind <laughs> depending on who was attached and what the trade was because I really like Jeremy Grant. So if you start putting Jeremy Grant in there and like, obviously I don't think you're not trading, you're not trading a top three pick. Okay. So here's what's interesting. 
if you're telling me we may would like trade the number five pick, and I don't know why the Warriors would do this, but like a num- the number five pick in this year's draft for Wiseman, like I would, I think you have to consider that. I don't know why they would do it. Like you'd have to attach something else there. Like what about the number five pick in Jeremy Grant for Wiggins and Wiseman? Interesting. Interesting. So what, what about, what, what about this? So what, what if the Pistons traded, let's say the Pistons, are like what's the farthest thing can fall six. What if they traded Wiseman or not Wiseman? What if they traded Grant and six for Wiseman and like, what if the Warriors got like four or something? They like trade Jeremy Grant and six for Wiseman and four. Would you do something like that? No, I want to get into the top three if I'm going to do that. Fair enough. Fair Warriors, enough. I don't think Warriors can't, though. I think that that one's protected at least top three. Um, it is? That's what yeah, I thought. I'm pretty sure it's a top – I get confused. There's one of them that's top three protected, one of them that's top four. I think theirs is a top three protected um, with Minnesota. So the Warriors only get their pick if it's top three? If it's outside the top three. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so you would not do that deal then for number four? No, because, like, I think the draft, like, I think you want to be in the top three. So, like, to me, it's a three-person draft. And I know we don't have to get into the draft thing, but I want one of those three dudes. I feel really, really good if we end up with one of those three guys. So, I, I and, you know, so I'm, you're, obviously, you're not trading that pick unless it's, like, for a superstar, you know, or star or something like that. But why, I like Wiseman. I don't know what happened in Golden State, man. Like, do you, do you have a better feel for what happened there? Because, like, I feel like he started out really well, and then things went south, and I know he ended up getting hurt. But I like his game and his skill set. I, I feel like from an outside point of view, I guess I, I could ask some some of my the locked-on people over at Golden State about this. But from an outside point of view, it, it just looked like he was in a situation that wasn't meant for him. Like, they're trying to win right now. They were trying to compete, and he's just not – that's not what he is right now so it was kind of like it's like you have someone that you're trying to develop but then you also have like 30 year old 32 year old players that are in their prime still trying to win and then so they're trying to help him develop but they're also trying to win games right now so it's like I feel like it was a rocky situation from the get-go and then also Draymond Green just came out like inside the NBA a few days ago and was like you don't trade who was it for I I forget who it was it was a it it was a trade yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know the quote you're talking about. I don't remember who he was talking about, but essentially, it kind of called out Wiseman, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He basically said like, you don't trade like your your. I think it was about Portland with Damian Lillard. I think with like okay. CJ or something. And he was like, you don't trade for help by getting him a bunch of draft picks when you're ready to win right now. Yeah, and it was like kind of like a side shot at Wiseman because that's basically what Golden State did with him. But going back, I, I will say that I think the Pistons should be interested in him if he is made available. If it costs Jeremy Grant, I think discussions can be had. I don't know if the Pistons should pull a trigger on that. I probably wouldn't, but I think discussions should be had if that was like made available to them. Like I wouldn't blame them for engaging in that. Yeah, like I mean, I, again, I really like the player. I, I like James Wiseman, and I would. I don't want to trade Jeremy Grant, and you know, for a lot of reasons we've talked about before, you know, and I think he wants to be in Detroit for a lot of the again a lot of the reasons we've talked about. But um, wise, I, I think he could be a good fit. I think he would work nice. Um, a lot of this is dependent too, Koo, on who we get in the draft, you know, because if you if we end up with the number two pick, draft Evan Mobley, or the number one pick, or three, you know, wherever. And if you end up with Evan Mobley after the draft, then you have no need for James Wiseman, in my personal opinion. So some of that could change, but the, the, the player that James Wiseman is, is definitely something the Pistons should be interested in. I think a lot of this is going to get juicy too in 12 days. Oh, like yeah. as, soon, as soon as we find out where the Pistons are actually picking and where the picks are all at, I think then things are going to get really spicy. Oh, yeah. that's I didn't realize how close it made. Like It seemed so far away when the season ended, and then like, dang, man, it's just a couple weeks now. Like I'm – I'm excited because you're right. I feel like the offseason really, really starts for the Pistons, and we can really start breaking stuff down once we know where that pick lands. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you guys, my listeners. It's tough. It's tough before this because everything hinges. Like everything I need to talk about, all the topics for me, it all hinges on like what happens with this draft pick. Like everything starts then. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make it to there and, and so we can start rolling this stuff out. But all right, so James Wiseman, I think we both said it would be entertained. Uh, I think you said you'd be in, yep. but I, I'm going to say I'm also in. I think it's something that would be should be entertained if it uh if it was made available. Okay, so 
before I, I know we gotta get to this next break real quick, but let me. Joe has like three other ones. So let me let's do another quick hitter with okay. his. Yep. All right. So he has Taylor Horn Tucker. No. I'm also a no on him. I I I'm I'm nowhere near as high on him as as it seems like Lakers people. I'm are. so biased too, but like it just makes me so like I feel like LeBron like his attachment to LeBron and LeBron's love like and I I shouldn't be that way, but I am. So it's a bias there too. But no, I'm out. Yeah, I'm I'm out on him as well. Um, uh, Anthony Simmons. That's intriguing. Or Simons, isn't it? Anthony Simons. Simons. Yeah. 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 I think I would be in. I think I would want to take a flyer on him. I'm, I'm, for the reasons like you mentioned earlier, I'm, a, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm intrigued by him as a prospect, but it's like I don't know, like where would he fit? Like who are we giving up, and where is he getting his sure. minutes at? That, that's the kind of thing I'm, I, I don't see here. Him as a prospect overall, I'm in, but I, I just don't see exactly where he's getting his minutes or where he's getting that chance here that he's not getting in Portland. So I'm just not sure on him. Um, he's a shot 43% from three this year. Koo. I like that. I like that a yeah, lot. He's, I, I, you know what? I, I get it. I get it. He's, I like, I said, I like him as a prospect, but who, so like, who would you be giving up? Uh, no, Josh or something? That's, that's the hard part with all of this, right? Like, because I do like our guys. I like our roster right now. And I know that's tough to say for a team that had the second worst record in the league, but I want to see where it goes with who we have and a draft pick and and so on. Like I want to see how it plays out next year and how guys improve. Um, and so I'm kind of contradicting, contradicting myself here, but I do like him as a prospect. So um, I, I don't know if, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm willing to throw him in there on the, in that guard wing position in that lineup and, and try to find some minutes for him, I guess. All right, fair enough. And then Joe has one more that I think is really intriguing. I don't think he'd ever be available because I think he just had a really good season. I don't see why this team would want to give him up. But he's really intriguing for me. So I'm going to bring him up after we come back. <laughs> I'm telling you about some of you guys' sponsors. First one is Bet Online AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA and MLB are still in full swing. If you want to take adventures beyond sports, however, Bet Online has you covered there too. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. Bet Online has a real time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. Bet Online is the best way to place your bets and free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, the online sportsbook experts. And then let me tell you about your guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in the caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. The flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try a Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Man. I don't know what it is about those arteries right there. I need a drink of water real quick. Hold on. I, I'm, I'm feeling it after that one. My God, hold on. It's all that pickup basketball you were playing, Koo, man. You were already short of breath to begin with. Yes, yes, man. I was telling Bryce before we hopped on here, man. I just got done hooping before we started this, and I am legit. See, listen, I don't know where – I hope – I'm assuming most of you guys are in Michigan listening to this, but the mo- the ones of you guys who are not in Michigan are in hot like uh, areas – it was 80 degrees today. 80 degrees had me melting. I legit felt like I was going to like die out there. Okay. I've never been so tired in my life. I'm sorry. I know we're getting a little off basketball, coup, but I have to tell you, the, the, the listeners, this. The other day we were talking about the temperatures, and I was telling you how warm it was in Kansas or something like that, and you said it was hot in Michigan, and you said, like, yeah, man, it was 75. It was so hot. I was like, bro, like that's the low in Kansas right now. Like, <laughs> it was 100 degrees and humid today. Like It's probably 80 degrees in my classroom right now while I'm recording. So I was just cracking up. That was funny, man. 
that I don't know, man. Listen, when, when the the AC when, when I go and check the temperature in my house <laughs> and I see eighty degrees, I legit feel like I'm losing pounds just sitting here. So it's just, it be, it be killing me, dude. I can't uh, do it. I love it. I love it. All right, so this is this one right here that Joe brought up. This one was actually really interesting. I think I just want to say off top, I'm 100 in on this if he's available, but I just don't think he's going to be. So Bryce Jackson Hayes. Oh, that's not who I thought because there was one I saw on Twitter I really like. So I hope you're going to bring him up. But absolutely, Jackson Hayes. Okay, yes, yes, in, in. So this is this is why I'm absolutely in on him. But I I really don't think he's going to be available at all because he had a really good season with New Orleans, especially to close out the season. And he started to like expand his game and like actually like he started shooting threes. So like I just I, I really doubt New Orleans is is interested at all in trying to move him. But if they are, he is absolutely the type of center that Killian Hayes needs to play with. Someone who can jump out the building, catch every lob possible. Yes. He is a lob threat extraordinaire. And he's extremely young and apparently is adding an outside game to his, his game. And he likes to – I think he jumps too much. He, try, he he can jump at everything on defense, but he definitely is encouraged. Like he wants to block shots at the room. So it's just – I think he's 100%. If, the, if he was made available, I think the Pistons should be like the first ones to call by him because he would be perfect with Killian Hayes. Yeah, so the, the player you just described is exactly what this team needs, in my opinion. And so that's why I would be in on him, especially. And again, I haven't seen a lot of this. Um, I didn't know this about him as much. But if he's expanding his range a little bit, you know, maybe like in the Isaiah Stewart where we saw him like throughout the season slowly start to expand his game, like – I'm definitely in. Like, I just like the the size, the length, the athleticism. And then you brought up the biggest point. I I, I like Mason Plumley. I know we've joked about it. Um, I heard a couple podcasts ago. You know, you were giving him the love. I think for the Michelob Ultra player of the the yep, week, yep. whatever you know. So, um, and he does. He's on a good contract. He's a good player. He does lots of good things. I wouldn't think you would call him a pick and roll lob threat. And as much as I love Isaiah Stewart, probably my favorite player on the in on the team, I don't know that he's a huge pick and roll lob threat. Not the lob, not like go up above people and get it. And so you said it perfectly. That's the guy Killian Hayes needs needs. And that's why I'm in on this is this is a need for this team, is this type of player. So I'll say this right here. This is a very short sample size. Uh, he actually so actually, you know, let's go back a little bit. We'll even go back to here. So for the final 25 games of the season for the Pelicans, he, he had 10 points a game, five and a half rebounds a game, and just 19 minutes a game. He was shooting 57% from the field, 43% from three, but that was only on .6 attempts. So then if you fast forward a little bit, which I'm going to do, uh, we're going to fast forward to right here. Hold on, this messed up for me. We're going to fast forward to May 1st. Actually, no, not May 1st. I'm messing up my dates. I obviously can't read dates. Uh, May 7th. He, in the final seven games of the season, he shot 43% from three on one, 1. 1.3 attempts a game. So obviously still not very high sample size in attempts a game and very small sample size when it comes to games, et cetera. But he started to shoot more threes this season. He averaged 15, 15.7 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, and 23 minutes a game for him off the bench. So he's getting a lot up in the limited minutes he was, he's was he been given. And, I, and like I said, I just think he's great with, with uh, Killian Hayes. Real quick, before we move to the next person, um, Isaiah Stewart, I, I, I made a mistake, you guys. I, I made a massive mistake. So I believe, like, uh, towards the end of the season when Killian Hayes came back, there was this one game. It was, like, one of the first games he came back. And he, he threw, like, three lobs to Isaiah Stewart, and he had yammed all of them. So then I came on the podcast afterwards, and I said, you know what, maybe Isaiah Stewart is a better lob dead than we all thought. Yep, I'm wrong. I, I, was, I was lying. I, I completely was living in the moment. I just want to make sure – that I, I stay consistent and correct myself and don't lie to you guys. Isaiah Stewart 100% is not allowed to – he can catch lobs. He can do it. Uh, but for the rest of the year, not only did I see him – and, again, this is something I've brought up with you guys all year. His hands, I really question his hands. His hands really worry me. He he fumbled a lot of lobs. And then another time – and then after that as well, he also just lacks the explosion to really get lobs. And there was a few times where he, like, Killing put a good pass on him. But he just wasn't really able to 
either one catch it and control it, or once he did catch it and control it, he just didn't really get up high enough to really finish it. So yeah, Isaiah Stewart, I lied to you guys. I was just in the moment. I was trying to be happy and he's not the last threat at all. And I, he desperately, uh, Killian Hayes, if he had someone like Jackson Hayes as his last threat, I absolutely would love it. I, I would be so happy. It's what this team needs. Like you said, it's 100% one. It's obviously right after three point shooting. That's my second biggest need for the Pistons. I'm not going to yeah. lie. No, for sure. And the thing is one, I love that, that you're willing Koo, to, um, show the negatives of our players, you know, or whatever, like be real about it. You know, like we don't just have to sugarcoat every single thing about our players. Like it's something that Isaiah Stewart needs to work on and get better at. And I don't know that he will, but you know, Mason Plumlee's a fine pick and roll player. He, he passes really well out of the short roll. Um, Stewart, you know, it, it expanded his pick and pop game. He can short roll, hit a mid range jumper and stuff, but they just don't add that element of throw it over the top to the guy. And if, if you're not going to have one guy that can do all of them, then maybe you can have two guys or three guys that can give you a little bit of everything and mix them in there. And so that's what Jackson Hayes would bring. Yeah, and I, I, Mason Plumlee from a few years ago, I feel like would have been the slap threat. He, I feel like he really was like a few years ago. He could get up. I remember he was on the USA team, and that's literally yeah. all they used to do with him. Sure. But – yeah, he definitely isn't that anymore. I, that's actually something that shocked me when he, because I was expecting him to be that, and he just wasn't. But still had a good season for us. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. Yes. So we have like how many? How many more do we have? I might, I might even save some of these for another podcast. Actually, you know what? If you guys are still listening, if you guys have made it this far into it, thirty-five minutes. I know this is a longer podcast. So if you guys are still listening to this, um, I'm actually, I, I might get Bryce back on here again in the future, like next week maybe or a week yeah. after that. And um, we can yeah. go like more in depth with with some of these guys. Like I, right now, we're just kind of being a little faster with it. But some of these guys, I may have them back on and like pick a few of them. We can do like in depth with like three per podcast. I think that would probably be pretty cool. For sure, for sure. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and do this one. Don, uh, he's always on locker room with us. So once again, like I've mentioned, you guys locker room. I'll be on there two p.m. hosting a lockdown Pistons uh, room. Make sure you guys are on there. It's on Android now, so make sure again you're on there having fun with me in there. Bryce is always in there as well the last three weeks, so you can definitely come in there and chat up with us. But Don, he says four different names. So unless there's a name on here that you really want to talk in depth about, we can do quick uh, quick hits with the, these ones. Actually, no, three of them because one of them was Brand Clark. All right, so the first one, Jarrett Culver. Nah, I'm good. Colin Sexton. <laughs> I think you have to entertain that one, Koo. Like, I, I, I don't know how it fits. But he's talented enough. You have to think about that one. I don't. I don't know why Cleveland wants to trade him. I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm the dumb one here. But I think Colin Sexton's really, really good. So you have to. I don't know about the fit, but I think you have to entertain that one. I'm not honestly. I'm not sure if he's actually available. I feel like like people are trying to make him available, but sure. I feel like I, I'm pretty sure I saw something from Kobe Altman, like the quote that they were trying to make that made it sound like he was available. I. I'm pretty sure Cleveland guys shot that down. Like some of the Cleveland beat writers said that like, he's not really available. Okay. I don't know where this is coming from. At least that's what I believe I saw. I could okay. be wrong. He could actually be available, but I'm pretty sure I saw that he's not actually available. But yes, I w- if he was, I would be in on him as well. I think it would depend on who they're going to draft. Like if they get yeah. Jalen Green, I think it would be really uh, a little redundant to get him. Sure. So, sure. But if they get Mobley, I think he would be – There's room. I, I think you – what do you say? I just – there's room for him if you get Mobley. Yes, absolutely. I think I think that would be a decent fit with Killian being the playmaker and and Colin Sexton being that guy that can go get a bucket, which he's really really good at. If you don't know that about Colin Sexton, I know there's a lot of talk about him with him not passing or like being being like hard to teach. I guess with some of the things that was being said about him, but he's shooting 37 percent from deep, 47 percent from the field, 50 percent from two point range, 81 percent from the field. like this dude can score efficiently too. He's scoring 24.3 points a game this year. Like, this dude's really good on offense. Yeah. So, if they if he does become available and they're not getting Jalen Green, yes, I'm in with him. Absolutely. Um, the next one. This is a name. Now, uh, okay, uh, this is Koo Sources here. This is this is Koo, first time I'm ever whipping out Koo Sources right now. <laughs> a few years ago, this was a player that was close to becoming a Detroit Piston, at least from what I was what I understood. Um I, I may be I, I may be off with that, but I'm from what I understand it was close to happening. Actually, I, I don't even know if that's Koo's source. I'm pretty sure this was reported afterwards. So I, I may be boosting myself here. But uh Cam Reddish. 
Who? Um, I've, obviously good enough. You have to look into it. I think I'm out though. So I think I'm also. I think I, I'm also probably out. Uh, I, I wouldn't have been out last year on him, but I think like if if he became available, I would not hate them kicking tires on him. I just feel like because I, I also feel like he probably is a Troy Weaver guy, but uh, I, I I would be okay passing on him. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say I'd be like chasing him or anything. I'd be okay with it. The three-point shooting isn't good enough for me. Like, that's where it was. Like, if he was uh, – and it went down from year one to year two. I know he didn't get to play a ton of games this year. You know, he's only 84 games into his career. So, like, I'm not saying he can't be a good player and improve on his three-point percentage or whatever. But, like, there's not enough there where i just be like, hey, we, like you said, like, if we, if we kick the tires, great. If we pass on him, like, I'm not going to be, like, on Twitter, like, what are we doing? We could have had Cam Reddish type of thing. So – yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, so, next one. Uh, where's I'm trying to find all the ones with like five names in it. Because a, a lot of you guys sent like five different names in one tweet. Um, okay, this one. This one's from Ryan. Uh, it's RyeBry52. All right, so he, he said Con Sexton, we got him. Jared Culver, we got him. Brand Clark, we got him. Okay, Laurie Markson, we also got him. Oh, okay, so here's some two new names. He says, one, Romeo Langford. No, I'm good. I'm also I'm also passing on him. All right, now this is this is another really popular name. I think he's 100. This guy is 100 percent getting traded. And I just saw that we're reaching 40 minutes, so let's. I guess we should probably try to wrap this up sure, quickly. Sure, but sure. this guy, okay. uh, CJ McCollum. I knew that's who you were gonna say. You know what? I was all in on CJ, and again, I have a little bias here, so I guess I'm gonna like boost myself a little bit. So I, got, I actually got to coach against CJ McCollum. I, I stayed on on staff a year after I graduated in college and we were in the same conference of, of as Lehigh. So I coached against him his freshman year. So I kind of just have a little bit of, you know, love for CJ. Um, but he's a little older than what I thought, Koo. Um, I, I didn't realize that. And obviously I should, cause I just said I coached against him. So I should know his age based off of what my age is. But if he was a few years younger, I'd be all in. I still think that there's an intrigue there to bring in a guy that can score the basketball the way he can. And who knows what he could do if he was the number one option. You know, right now he plays second fiddle to Dame, which he should because Dame is incredible. But maybe there's another level he could go to if he was the absolute number one option for a team. So uh, for me, it all depends on where Tory feels like the team is. If, he's, if he thinks that this team could be ready to – make a step forward trying to make the playoffs soon, like speed up the uh, the process, then I'd be okay with CJ getting CJ. I think he would be – like if it meant you keep Jeremy Grant and you get yes. CJ McCollum plus this pick this year with Killian Hayes with – like obviously you have to give up stuff, so I don't know who it would be that we give up. But if it meant keeping Jeremy Grant and the Pistons like wanted to speed up their rebuild or their restoration, he calls it, and you feel like this team's ready – I would be in on it. But as for me right now, I don't think the Pistons should be trying to do that. I think they should keep going with how they're doing it. So I, me personally, I would be out. Sure. That, and that's, that's completely fair. Like I understand that mindset a hundred percent. I just think he's the type of player we need, but ideally it's a guy, a kid that's 10 years younger than what CJ yes. is. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I think it really depends on where Troy Reaver believes this team's at right now and where he wants to take them next year. So Hey man, I, I we'll see. I think CJ one hundred percent will be traded. So I, I agree. we'll see what happens. I think he should be traded. I think Portland should blow this thing up. Keep Damian Lillard, find a new coach, and revamp that roster because they've they've seen what this roster where it can get them. And unless they're happy with that, which if they are, that's up to them. But I think they should go ahead and revamp it. That's my opinion. I completely agree with you. So I, actually, next week I might invite you back on and we can talk a little bit more NBA across the league stuff. I feel Absolutely. like a lot of you guys would probably want to listen to that as well. And I feel like that's a topic that we 100% should hit on. Definitely. So, um, we are now at 43 minutes. Okay, let's try. I'm, I'm, I'll try to be faster with these. Like I said, in the future, I'm definitely going to bookmark these tweets and we'll we'll get more in-depth with a lot of these. I think this is a really fun idea and a yes. cool idea to talk about. Yep. So stay tuned. If you guys want more in-depth, it definitely, I, I will say probably at the end of next week or maybe the beginning of the week after that one. So, all right. So next one we got um, Pat Beverly, yes or no? Out. Yes, I'm also out. Uh, next one, Lanny Walker. Who? <laughs> uh, I'm in. I love Lonnie Walker, man. 
I'm also in. I would be intrigued. <laughs> yeah, Grayson like, Allen. Nah, pass. I just don't like Duke, bro. So <laughs> I, I completely feel that. I, that would make sense. Uh, if he was available, I'd be cool with it. Going after him, he's a good shooter. He he, he's aggressive. Whatever. Uh, I think he'd probably be pretty cool with the fan base. Fan base would probably like him a lot more. He's, he's like one of those guys that like you hate when you go against him, but if he was yeah. playing for your team, you probably love him. Absolutely, that's a perfect way to describe him. But and and I joke about the Duke thing, but um, he is he's a very good player. He's a really good player. Okay, this person says James Wiseman and Minnesota's first round pick from Golden State. So that, that we said James Wiseman earlier, but this person saying James Wiseman and the first pick. Yeah, I mean, obviously you would take that or have to entertain it, but it just now you get into the context of what you're having to give up to get it in return. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So I guess yeah, I'll yeah. be out for sure. Uh, next one, Matisse Thybul. Yes. I'm 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 in between with this. I'm I'm in between with him. I love so like, Thibault. No, I really like him too. And if they would have got him for Derrick Rose, uh, then that's who oh, I wanted them to trade yeah. Derrick Rose for. A hundred percent. That that legit was my trade target. That's what I wanted to happen, but it didn't happen. But right now, especially after getting Diallo and Josh Jackson and yeah. Frank Jackson, now I just especially with I guess I should say Diallo and Jackson, Frank or uh, Josh Jackson. I feel like it's a little redundant. He might be a better shooter than I think he is, but off, like I don't think he's that good of a shooter. And I, I just think this team can't really accept more non-shooters onto the team. You're 100% right. And again, I, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and say, man, your guest, Bryce, from Motor City Hoops, contradicts himself all the time because I'm the one that wants <laughs> shooting and we need to space the floor. But like again, you know me, Ku. Like I pick with my heart, and I just love Matisse Thibault's game. So. No, yeah, he's a crazy defender. He is yeah. he is absurd defensively. Uh, like I said, I would have been cool with him if they traded him for Derrick Rose, but then they also got Diallo, so I just don't know if it would be a good fit for, for me. For sure, for sure. Makes sense. All right, next one, Kimball Walker. No. Yeah, I, I don't hell want no. anything to do with that contract. Yeah, I was just going to say, thank God you said it. I'm completely out on Kimball <laughs> Walker. I feel bad for him because I feel like he really was really yeah. good with Charlotte, but it, it is what it is, man. I, yeah, so this one was with my head because I love Kimba Walker. What he did at UConn in the in the tournament and stuff was big time, but that's a bad contract. That might be one of the worst contracts in the NBA over the next couple of years. Absolutely, especially with his injury history. Yes, yes. It can be hard. Uh, next one. This one is going to be intriguing. I think you're 100% going to say yes. I just don't see how it happens. Uh, Duncan Robinson. Yes. A hundred percent. Okay, so he fills a need. So yes, I would be completely in and getting him. But once again, I just don't see how the hell the Pistons get him. I agree. <laughs> I, just, I, yeah. I don't see how the hell that would happen. I agree, but yeah, you got to be in on that one. And isn't he a free agent? I thought I thought he was a restricted free agent. Uh, let me let me look it up. You, if you want to, because uh... wasn't he? I, I'm pretty sure there was a quote came out. They asked him, "What do you think about fit?" And he said, "Somewhere to win." I don't know why they'd be asking him that if he wasn't a free agent. Yeah, well, he he must be. Yes, dang. Do you know Duncan Robinson's twenty seven? Yep, I, I I realized that last year when they're yeah, he's older than you think he would be. Yep. So yeah. So he, they have he, a qualifying offer right now on yeah, him for next yeah. year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He should be like a restricted qualifying offer situation. Okay, so yeah, I just don't see how the Pistons would be able to get him, but obviously if they could, I'd be in on him. Yep. Um. Daniel Gafford. 100,000%. I've been waiting all episode for 47 minutes and 44 seconds <laughs> for Daniel Gafford. I'm a 1,000% in. I, I like that dude's game, and he is that lob threat we talked about with Jackson Hayes, and he protects the heck out of the rim. So I'm not going to lie. I 100% I, I knew that Daniel Gafford was who you were talking about after we got done talking about Jackson Hayes. <laughs> And and I did this on purpose to troll you and, and wait to the end. Of the <laughs> I was like, man, is he just not going to bring him up? What's he doing? <laughs> but yes, for all the reasons we talked about with Jackson Hayes, I also would be 100% in on Daniel Gafford for the exact reasons we talked about earlier with Jackson Hayes. So, yep. and then this is last one. Now okay. this one is going to be a fun one. It's not happening, <laughs> but it was a fun one. This one also was from Rybri52. He says, Damian Lillard. Yeah, like, okay, so, and I know this is just a fun one. I'm super high on Damian Lillard. I listened, it was somebody the other, like, some guys the other day, it may have been with our Pistons talk, 
maybe aren't as high. It made me start to question whether I shouldn't be as high on Damien as what as as I am. But how old is Damien? Now I'm questioning myself. Gosh darn it. He's 31. I, I'm, isn't in, he? I'm in on Damien Lillard. I think he's big time. I, I, I just really do. So I'm in. Yep. Obviously I'm in. But once again, I don't see how the hell the Pistons would even be remotely close no. in the stakes for him. And, and that's what that's what would make it even more fun is if if people threw like, uh, you know, you'd have to give up this or that. And I know that gets really complicated to do. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Damian Lillard's game. So, Yeah, I, Damian Lillard's a freaking monster, and I love him on the Pistons. It's just not going to happen. I'm, it is not. You are correct. Has, has no chance of happening. It is, it is what it is. I I believe that is all of the people that you guys sent in. Let me go through one more time and make sure I went through every single one. We did say Pat Beverly. It was a quick hell no. Um, Hard. Pass. First of all, this is the person who who suggested this. This was love my Pistons. He said Corey Joseph for Pat Bev. No, because Corey Joseph's contract can be waived for like ten yeah. million. Yeah. In like in like a few weeks, so he I, he's going to get waived. 100% in my opinion. And oh yeah, you got to save that money. And honestly, I'd rather have Corey Joseph after what I saw from Corey Joseph. So I Yep. Mean. Absolutely. So, we're at 50 minutes. Did not want to go this long, but you know, who cares? Having fun talking about the Pistons. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, like I said, next week or even the week after that, I'll probably going to have Bryce on again and we're going to go over all these guys and probably maybe go in more in depth three people per time per uh podcast. I think that would be a lot of fun, but yeah. Bryce, thank you for coming on again, man. Love doing this with you, man. I I enjoy the heck out of it, man. You know, anytime, all you got to do is hit me up and I'm here. Go ahead and plug your, your Twitter and everything again for everybody. So just follow motor city hoops, hit a, hit me up on there. I like talking Pistons NBA. I'm doing these video breakdowns. So uh, just follow motor city hoops and uh, hopefully Koo continues to have me on. You guys can continue to hear us talk Pistons. Yep, and actually, right before we actually before we end this episode, I have to get this in. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA coverage, NBA playoff coverage, is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at two point six carbs and ninety five calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So, like I said, two takeaways I want to make real quick about the playoffs for today is one I brought up earlier, my Michelob Ultra moment of the week, which is Drew Holiday hitting that go ahead game winner for the Bucks, and also right now the Jazz are up thirteen at halftime on the Clippers again. Rudy Gobert just won this uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Seems like they're playing really hard after that. And Donovan Mitchell has 27 at halftime on 11-16 shooting. My God. He's so, on bananas. Yes, I, I, it looks like Clippers might go down 2-0. But thank you guys for all for listening. Make sure you guys go check out Bryce on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at NBA. We'll see you guys next time. Have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on Saturday. All you guys want to join. Peace out, everybody.